Monday, Monday, Monday. It's another glorious week here on the Back Row Morning Show. I remember the title this time. Good job. Look at you. <laughs> Back Row Morning Show with Matt and Mo. We're glad to have you with us here on Back Row Radio, the exclusive morning show for Back Row Radio. Okay, now you're. it's like overkill at this Back point. Back Row. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming up on today's show, teens, screens, and self-esteem. Ooh. Plus, latest news, random facts, and uh, a lot more. But first... It is August 5th, and we have a few holidays to celebrate. Holidays! Hey, before we get started with the holidays, let's say happy back to school for those of you who are starting today. Man. I know. That summer went by quick. Even, I mean, like, I have no reason for summer to go by quick. You know, there's, there was nothing exciting uh, going on over the summer that didn't happen throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. Like that. In fact, I've, I guess maybe that's why I've been, I have been dreading a bit my son starting kindergarten. Yeah. So maybe that's why summer seemed to go by really fast. Maybe. Like, oh gosh, it's here already. Yeah. He's still having trouble wiping his own butt. Yeah. <laughs> we still we still have a week. Yeah, so we a you know, for the next week, really work on those butt wiping yeah. skills with Eli. <laughs> Um, <laughs> are you going number two? Okay, call me when you're done. I'll come help. Um, but I know that there are a lot of schools a- across the nation that are starting today. Yeah. So. But anyway, yeah, I was actually thinking about that this morning, how this is your last summer before you have only one child in the house. Mm-hmm. And this is the last full week that yeah. I'll have. Two uh, kids in the house. Two kids in the house during the day. Yeah, you, which I know you want to do a happy dance right now. Right, I'm not dreading entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Eli is just so full of energy. Johnny, Johnny can get nuts, but it's only when he's around his brother. Yeah, you wait until Eli's gone, and <laughs> well, I say give it until about the first week, maybe middle of September. Once it all wears off, and Johnny realizes, okay, this is new. This is the new new. This is mm-hmm. how it's going to be. You're really going to see Johnny's personality come out where yeah. you'll be able to tell whether he's as crazy as Eli or he's more of the mellow one. Well, I just know that when I, the few occasions where it's just been me and Johnny in the house for yeah. most of the day, he's been the chillest kid yeah. to hang out with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, you're right. We'll see the, the real thing manifest once. You will. Once it really is just his turn, his time. Yep. <laughs> and then the best day will come when they're both in school. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but for today, it's Green Peppers Day. Green Peppers Day. So I'm wondering if this yeah. is all green peppers or if we are just the green pepper. Well, I mean, it doesn't say like bell pepper, so I would assume right. it would have to be... Like a jalapeno and serrano yeah. and... Okay. Yeah. And it's also International Traffic Light Day. Hey, thank those traffic lights today. As you go through them, give them a wave. They see you. They recognize you. Um, sure. It's also National Oyster Day. What boring holiday is August 5th has? Hey, how do you say that? National what day? Oyster. Oyster. Okay, good. I, I don't remember who it was, so I may very well be calling out somebody who listens to our show. <laughs> I don't remember. But they say oyster. 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 Like moisture. Yeah. Oyster. 
oyster. It and That I, sounds like something that they just kept saying since childhood. Yeah. I couldn't pronounce it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mila's onion. Onion. <laughs> oyster. That's funny. Oyster. Yeah. I, yeah. I it took me say- a minute to like, what did you? Oyster? <laughs> Okay. I thought you were going to say something a little more out there like Ooster. <laughs> we're not Oyster. 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 No. All right. Oyster. Oyster. <laughs> On the Bobby. Oh. <laughs> I was going more Boston. Not Boston Australian. Australian. <laughs> We've already... Discovered that my accents are very fluid. <laughs> Look at this oyster. She's a beauty. <laughs> All right. Well, if you love what we do here on the Background Morning Show, like making fun of other uh, <laughs> accents and cultures, <laughs> please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash radio P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash radio Help us reach... Our funding goal before the end of the year of uh, roughly $600 a month to help us cover our next leap in licensing costs, which is still fast approaching. Uh, We're still, I believe we're still on track to hit it before the end of the year. So if we could also reach our funding goal by then, that would be perfect. Uh, You can find out all about that and the incentives that you'd get based on how much you're willing to donate over at patreon.com slash radio. It is time for Christianese Translations. It's Monday morning, and that's how we like to kick things off. We have got a few common phrases that you hear in Christian culture that kind of have double meanings. And so we're going to, I'm going to read you the phrase, the common phrase that you'll hear, and then Moe's going to read you the translation of what it's really saying. Are we ready? Ready. Let's do it. Number one, everybody grab a hymnal. Meaning, tithing was low last year, so we still can't afford a projector, and we'll just imply we really, really care about doing things the old-fashioned way. (laughs) Uh, Number two, we didn't count, but I think there were about 150 to 200 in service last Sunday. Meaning, we totally did count, and there were only about 40 people, including the staff. (laughs) And lastly, will you be my accountability partner? Meaning, I need someone to be fat with me. <laughs> I know that one all too well. Well, I know the center, the middle one all too well. I feel like we've had this conversation. How many people did we have in church last week? Oh, about 150, oh, yeah, 200. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, I counted. We weren't even over 50. <laughs> Four dec- over four decades, so not 50, let's say 40. Over four decades after its release, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody video has released, or re- uh, yeah, uh-huh. sorry, yeah. yeah, released a new milestone, surpassing one billion views on YouTube. The iconic video, which was first released in 1975, is the first pre-90s music video to hit this mark, earning Queen a spot in the streaming platform's history books to celebrate 
yeah, to celebrate the accomplishment, the band dropped a remastered HD version of Bohemian Rhapsody. They also launched a new contest with YouTube Music, Universal Music Group, and Hollywood Records, the You Are the Champions Project, which offers fans the chance to participate in three new user-generated videos for Queen songs. Interesting. Pretty neat. Yeah, hitting that one billion view mark. That is, that's a rarity even among... Like today's music, but to pull back from Bohemian Rhapsody, which, I mean, I'm assuming it's saying views as in watching at least three minutes of it, because I think that's what the typical threshold for a view is. I don't quite remember. You can't just like open the link, watch 10 seconds and what off and count that as a view. Okay. But maybe you can. I don't know. No, I don't know. See, I don't watch enough YouTube because YouTube is from the devil. What? And I'm oversaved. <laughs> YouTube's from the devil? Yes, YouTube is from the devil. <laughs> that is my stance. Don't ask me why. It just is. <laughs> but Bohemian Rhapsody is such a long song. Like, it's a commitment to listen to that song. But it's such a great yeah, song. I mean, it is good. It's weird. Like, you can't listen really to just part of it and be like, okay, I'm good, and turn it off. No, right. you have to it's listen to the whole thing. Speaking of, anyone who's been a fan of Apologetics, the Christian Weird Al band out there that makes parody songs, they did a pretty good Bohemian Rhapsody parody. They did. Yeah. That Based one. Based on David and Goliath. Yeah. It was good. Was that the one with the puppets? No, that wasn't. No, 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 no. That was something that... different. Okay. No, never mind. yeah. Apologetics did a did a version based on David and Goliath, and if you didn't know, if you had never heard Queen's version, you would have thought they made it for this. Like it was really, a, it was the original. Like it was supposed to be the score of the story, you know. Mm. And it almost makes sense all the changes in music and all this with the storyline. But yeah, it's, a, mm. it's pretty Interesting. good. Check it out. I don't remember what it's called, but check it out. Alright, coming up in the next hour is Screen Time Killing Self-Esteem. But first, it is Manic Monday, and we have got some Manic music. We're going to kick off this music break with three songs that are on the edgier side of Christian rock. Uh, We'll be back at the top of the next hour. We'll see you then. It's time for a first world church problem from Back Row Baptist. Oh man, the church Wi-Fi's down again. You gotta be kidding me. Now I gotta use one of these pew Bibles, like some kind of wild animal. This has been a first world church problem.
Back Row Morning Show here on this Monday morning. We're glad to have you with us, and we're going to kick off this second hour with five random facts. Five random facts. In 2018, a 2018 study found that... Starting off great. Right? That's just... First word already wrong. (laughs) We're rewinding that. Starting again. A 2018 study found that slow eaters were 42% less likely to be overweight or obese than fast eaters. Even normal speed eaters had a 29% lower risk of being overweight. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I definitely know the correlation of being a fast eater and being overweight. Mm-hmm. And that's mainly what happens when you're like watching TV or something when you eat, which is a habit that I learned Very from my early. parents. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just, we never sat at the table. Yeah. Maybe for Thanksgiving, but I believe it was the later years we even gave up on that. Just get your plate. Comes in. See, there's something very awkward about a kitchen table to me. Like, I just don't like being there. Yeah. So I eat faster at the kitchen table because I'm ready oh, to get you're up. you're ready to get up. Yeah, I'm you done. You don't want to be... I'm done. I don't want to sit around a table. That's strange. I, I know. I don't... I kind of mean this with your own family. Yeah. Right? I just don't care I understand it. if you're surrounded by people you don't really want to talk to, but, I mean, these are people you... Well, maybe you don't want to talk to your family. Even when people come over to our house and people, like... I'm always one of the last ones to get my plate because, you know, I'm hosting and that's mm-hmm. just the kind thing to do. And people start to sit at the table to eat and I'm like, great. <laughs> Gotta go sit at the table because that's where everybody else wanted to sit. <laughs> you don't want to be the one person over there on the couch. Yeah, you guys enjoy. Yeah. Have some me time over here. Right. I'm just going to be alone <laughs> over here. Also, um, that, that fact is a fact because... The slower eaters don't get to go have seconds because their faster, <laughs> overweight siblings have already eaten all of the seconds. When we came that over, was my childhood. I think it was hilarious. We came over to your house uh, for your birthday party. Yeah. And someone had brought in, I think, a thing of corn and potatoes from the deal. And everybody just started, like, snacking on them all. I this know. was part of the meal. And then <laughs> it was half gone. They're like, do we have more of that coming? No. Nope. This is all. <laughs> I know. I do that from now on. I'm like, guys, if you want to eat, if you want some of this, you need to start eating it now because everybody else is already picking and eating. And if you just sit around and wait, you're not going to get any. So it's easier to just join in than try and get anybody else to stop. It's time to eat. Where's half the food? It's oh, still cooking. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's hilarious. All right. Striking up a conversation with a stranger can help improve your mood, according to a study from the University of British Columbia. Listen, these these facts today are just not for me. <laughs> See, I, I don't like the idea either, but I'm thinking of it. And I'm like, you know, on the rare occasion that that has happened, that I have stumbled into a conversation with a stranger, it does usually improve my mood, mm. unless they just turn out to be... Huge jerks, but that doesn't really happen all that often in my memory. No, I went to the pool this last week. My sister was in town, and she's 15, and so I took my... You said pool correctly. Thanks. (laughs) I've been working on it. No, I really haven't. Um, But took the kids and my sister to the pool, and we, while there, like, 
it's blistering hot here mm-hmm. in Clovis, but at the same time, it's that dry heat. Yeah. So the second that you get wet and then you get out of the pool, you're freezing. Yeah. There's no kind of humidity to like. Right. Anyway. So I rarely get inside of the pool because I don't want to get out of the pool <laughs> and be cold. So I was sitting on the side with my feet in, just cooling off a little. And this woman comes up to me and she's like, so that's the farthest you've made it, huh? And I just kind of look at her and I was like, yeah. And she's like, she looks at her friend who's in the pool. She's been here just as long as we have. And this is as far as she's gotten in the pool. We've been here for three hours and she only sticks her feet in. You might as well just jump in. It's not that bad. And I'm like, yeah, but it's just cold. And she's like, no, just get your whole body in. And I'm thinking, when did I open up a a conversation door for you to walk through and begin telling me how I should be getting in the pool? I don't want to talk to you. I have no desire to talk to you at all. Look, uh, the first comment... That's innocent. That's just a you know funny observation. That's as far as you gotten, eh? That's funny. But to egg you on continuously about it. Look at her. She's been here. Look at her. What are you doing? Get in well, the let pool. Me, let me tell you how it ended. <laughs> she had a toddler. He's like four, probably. Who, at this point, was making it his mission to get me in the pool. <laughs> And so they go up to my sister and whisper in her ear, hey, go push her in the pool. And my sister, knowing me, is like, uh, no, I'm not pushing her in the pool. I have to leave with her. So finally, my sister comes up and whispers to me, Meg, just let him push you in the pool. They won't leave us alone until they push you in. you don't know these people? No, I've never met these people in my life, ever, ever. And so I'm looking at my sister, and my sister's looking at me, and we've come to this understanding that these people are not going away until I get in the pool. And so she hops out, and with the help of the little boy, pushes me, I'm doing air quotes, into the pool. But I'm standing there thinking, as I'm freezing my tail off now, how did I get to this place? I did not want to speak to anybody other than my own people. Why? Oh, man. Why did she feel like it was okay to come up to me and judge me and then have her kid push me in the pool? This is the weirdest thing I've heard in a long time. I'm telling you. That was my life. <laughs> so listen, if you're going to strike up a conversation with a stranger, that's good and all. No, but yeah, don't. That wasn't. Don't. That. that was not this. <laughs> <laughs> this was somebody intruding on your life. Right. This was not a casual conversation right. with a stranger. I got out of the pool and I can remember thinking, this is why I don't talk to people. This, I, I have become so introverted. This is why I don't talk to people. Oh, gosh, that's funny. All right. The next push fact. Her, push her into the pool. No. Have, yeah. you, have you seen the movie Carrie? When they... <laughs> That's what's going to happen here. <laughs> she looks nice and all, but she's not. <laughs> oh, man. She's like a gremlin. You get her wet. <laughs> My poor sister. Oh, that's Meg, funny. I don't know what to do. They're not going to leave us alone. I'm so uncomfortable. Please I just know. let them pull you in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. Yeah. 
Oh. All right. 44% of dog owners would rather turn to their dog for emotional support than talk about their feelings with a family member, according to a 2019 study. And this is why. Your dogs cannot push you in a pool. (laughs) Your dogs can't judge you. Your dogs aren't going to tell you how much you suck because you only stick your feet in the side of the pool instead of getting in. Okay? Uh, 13% of Americans consume pizza on any given day. And That's it costs, yeah, hey, I'm I'm okay with that, though. At least it wasn't they consume hot dogs. Okay, I'm, I'm re- I read that fact wrong. <laughs> it's saying 13% of, you know, Americans are eating pizza at some point any day. Yeah. I read it as there is a population of Americans, 13% of them, that eat pizza every, every single, single day. day. <laughs> no, Matt. You are part of that 13% because on any given day, you may have a slice mm-hmm. of pizza. Absolutely. Uh, and it costs less than a dollar's worth of electricity to charge your phone all year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. I've heard that a few places. So it must <clears throat> be right. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> uh, New York State Bed and Breakfast says its latest offering is oh. cow cuddling. It's a European stress relief technique she learned about uh, about in the Netherlands. Suzanne Vol, I want to say it's Volliers. Can't be Vollers. It's Vollers. It? It Suzanne Vollers. Okay, Vollers, owner of the Mountain Horse Farm in upstate New York, said she has been offering horse therapy sessions at the bed and breakfast for years, but a recent trip home to the Netherlands inspired her to add cow cuddling to her repertoire. She said the sessions, which are scheduled around the cow's natural feeding habits, can serve as an alternative for people who find they have had a hard or they have a hard time staying still or focusing during meditation. Cow cuddling therapy. Now it doesn't really make it clear if you have to touch the cow or if you're just if that's just the cute name that they're calling it, or if you're just hanging around with the cow while he eats. It's another situation where you just don't want to talk to people. Come hang out with an animal. (laughs) You're a good listener, Bessie. Although, like, so I do have a hard time focusing Mm -hmm. or staying still. Yeah. So, I mean, it might be helpful. We got a lot of dairies around here. Uh, No, I I, go and cut and Can I hang out with one of your cows? (laughs) Can I borrow one of your cows for the day? Dang. They only Stay. stink when they're in a group. Stay. You get one out in the fresh air, it'll peel all that stank right off. I don't believe it. <laughs> I did find out this past week that my sister wants a pet duck and my brother wants a pet cow. Pet duck? Yeah. Just just one duck and just one cow. <sighs> and I try to explain to them, you can't have just one of those things. They They need a friend. You can have a pet cow, I think. Not just one? Yeah. That thing would be so depressed. Not if you're really good friends with it. Billy no. Crystal taught us See? that in the City Slickers movies. OMG. He raised a cow. Okay, I'm going to phone a friend <laughs> and we're going to call Karen and Kevin because they had Susie Q and Susie Q just wasn't doing quite so good all alone and by herself. So they had to bring in Boomtown. That's because they weren't hanging out with Susie Q. And they actually they had another cow. Susie Q. They had a girl cow. I don't remember her name before they got Boomtown. And yeah. Boomtown. They yeah. named a cow Boomtown. His name is something else, but that's that's his nickname. Bo- 
<laughs> they're close enough with the cow to give him a nickname. Well, I think it's like one of those things where <coughs> they, you know how like when you have a dog that's AKC registered, you have to have like the, the full official title and name. I'm not saying that I'm right because I don't know 100%. Well, I have no idea what you're I talking about. I just think, <laughs> seriously? I've never ha- owned a dog as an adult. Okay, so when you have like a show dog and it's AKC registered, you have to have like... What's AKC? American yeah. Kennel Club. Okay. When it's... Everybody who was listening knew what I meant by AKC except you. I'm, sh- I'm sure. <laughs> 100% sure everybody knew. They did. Um, anyway, it has, they have like a long official title. Hmm. And so I'm kind of wondering if that's the same with, with Susie Q and, and Boom. Okay. It's weird. I'm sure Kara or Kevin will let us know how accurate I am, but we'll see. (laughs) Today on the show, we are talking about self-esteem in Generation Screen. That's that's the generation of today. That's what we're teenagers. calling them. This is from a uh, website called The Source for Parents uh, at the source number four parents.com. Uh, the I just want to point out that on their website here it says it had a little pop up says want some free help with this parenting thing sign up now for our newsletter and you have two options one is obviously. And the other is, no thanks, I've got this parenting thing down. And that is so annoying to me that I don't want to come back to this website ever again. (laughs) So snarky. No thanks, i got this parenting thing. You're making me click this button if I say no. (laughs) It's like those websites that, that it's like a political news site or whatever. And like, would you like to, to turn off your ad blocker in order to support our website? Yeah. And it's like, yes. And like, no, I don't support your website. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not being mean. I just don't want to see. I just don't want to. Not everything has to be. <laughs> not everything has to be personal, guys. Really, that's the one that you went with. Oh, but this comes from a. Like I said, the article is called uh, "Building the Self-Esteem of Generation Screen." It's by Jonathan. Uh, yeah, Jonathan McKee. And it starts with this story. Christina got a smartphone when she was 11, one year later than the average young person gets a smartphone in America. She immediately downloaded Snapchat, Instagram, and TikTok, the three apps that most of her friends frequented, lying about her age to sign up with all three, because you have to be at least 13 or older, I believe, on all three. Might be older than that. Mom and dad never noticed. Her parents also neglected to notice Christina charged her phone by her bedside every night, set on vibrate. At first, the phone just kept her up an extra 30-40 minutes before she faded off to sleep, but soon she found herself waking up several times throughout the night to check social media, not uncommon by any measurement. In fact, 79% of teenagers bring their phones in their bedroom with them each night and fall into the same rut. When her iPhone first pushed the screen time upgrade last fall, sending her a weekly report of her daily uh, average screen time, she was a little surprised to find five hours and 33 minutes of her day is spent looking at her phone. Uh, Not a surprise as her parents when the school counselor called saying, I'm concerned about Christina. She's showing signs of anxiety. I know a counselor I'd like to recommend. Um, 
anxiety, depression, and even teen suicide rates are reaching unprecedented levels lately. Uh, and almost every expert chiming in on the subject is linking this to screen time and social media. Uh, in fact, experts like Dr. Gene Twinge uh, dispute those who dismiss the connection between screen time and mental health, saying, don't believe them. Uh, she simply said, the more time you spend online, the more unhappy and depressed you are. And we've talked about this uh, in other forms about how like with Instagram, whatever, everybody always puts their best, mm -hmm. their best face forward. And so you're seeing everybody else's best day or approximation of their best day or their fake mask or whatever. But you're seeing everybody else having a great time mm -hmm. and you automatically are comparing yourself to them. And so we can see how as adults, we can kind of get to the point where we start to realize that like nobody's this happy. Nobody's this perfect all the time. And we even start to get a bit cynical about it. And so I, I wonder what's wrong with their life right now. Every every post that Mo makes about sitting by the pool has one of those weird stories behind it where someone's forcing her to get in. <laughs> Some stranger is coming one. up. <laughs> and Mo's just having a miserable time. But you'd never know from Instagram. <laughs> Truth. But yeah, it, it, it's it's really easy to see how we could have such a negative reaction to everybody else's positivity because we don't feel like our lives are as positive as everybody else's and that could even drive our self-esteem down further. But when we apply that to a teen who is all the more impressionable, still trying to figure out who they are as a person, still trying to figure out, uh, you know, what their life is going to be, you know, mm -hmm. and at this point they're starting to build it while looking and ingesting all of this stuff on social media. And when their life doesn't seem to pan out like everybody else's, of course they're going to feel depressed or anxious or worried mm -hmm. or embarrassed. And I feel like the, the reason teenagers are so much more prone to like suicidal thoughts is number one, the brains still aren't fully developed. The connections that they make seem so much more drastic when you're young. Cause like, I remember I was a suicidal teenager, uh, when I was 13, 12 and 13. And all of the reasons that I wanted to commit suicide were superficial, stupid things, you know, things that if I, could really process it, I would have known this stuff isn't going to last forever. And this stuff isn't nearly as bad as I think it is. And the reasoning behind all this is stupid to want to just, well, I'm done with life then. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it, we, we, we're too, we're too dramatic. We go too far. Uh, we springboard too far up and down. Yeah. Uh, as, emotionally as teenagers. <clears throat> I don't know. So you, you've had two boys with smartphones for a while. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed this, any of this affecting their self-esteem or their habits, behaviors? Um, not really. Yeah. Because we don't allow social media on. Right. Yeah. Our boys are not on 
Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, none of that. Um, and we take their phones on a weekly basis to search through them and double check all that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you're doing that right. Thanks. We've got one thing. Um, and I think that was only affirmed for us this past week as we had my sister in the house. Like I said earlier, she's 15 and she does have social media, all the social medias on her phone and she is glued to it. Now, Topher is glued to Fortnite, and he's glued to video games, and that's a whole nother thing that... But at the same time, that's something that's happened forever. I mean, that's a normal thing. Yeah. Kids and video games. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing. Now, the only downfall to Fortnite for me is it's become social, because, you know, they can get in on the chat rooms, Mm -hmm. they get in on a however it works, and he's got his headset on, and he's playing with just his certain friends, and... And then they'll call each other and anyway, so it it becomes a social aspect. Yeah. And I can see already how that can affect his behavior and not necessarily his self esteem, but definitely his behavior and his choices while he's on mm. Fortnite. Um, just last night I went in, he and Cannon are sharing a room for right now, and I went into the room to tell him goodnight. And I opened up the door, and he's sitting in the corner on his bed with the headphones on. He's got the switch, and he's playing. And I opened up the door, and I said, good night, Topher. And he must have just heard Topher because, you know, he's got headphones in. So he turned his head real quick. And I'm telling you, if looks could kill, I wouldn't be here recording with you this morning. <laughs> I, I would be dead. Um, but I told him, I said, son, seriously, I just called your name and said good night. And he said, but I didn't know what you said, obviously, but you don't need to stare daggers at me when you turn and look, for Pete's sake. Calm down. It's just a video game. Ah, oh, I'm losing. Whatever. And I was like, okay, we're going to have to start putting restrictions on Fortnite. <laughs> right. Can school start already, please? Because during the school year, we have pretty... Pretty strict rules. See, I would have so but, much less patience for that than yeah. you would, because I would have gone, well, you're really going to lose now, and yeah. swipe it right out of his hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, that would have been Chris. I'm not quite that mean. I'm of the belief that we have to have one hard parent, one soft parent, so. Um, <laughs> Good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Always works. Proven exactly. to work. Exactly. Um, but, so I think that if there was a social aspect on his phone, Mm-hmm. It would definitely, he would fall into this category of, you know, having self-esteem issues and. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's really, I think it's a really good choice. Yeah. To not let them be on social media yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's 13, he's 13, right? He'll be, yeah, he'll be 14 Almost in December. 14. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're not even supposed to be on any of this until you're at least 13. That's what all of them have in their, yeah. their rules, but of course. There's no, yeah, <laughs> no checking IDs or anything. Normal <laughs> this stuff. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I think that's good. Honestly, I think the longer you can keep your kids away from social media, the better. Yeah. Um, for many of these reasons, I mean, not 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 necessarily as dire as anxiety, depression, suicide thoughts, and stuff like that, but just the social the social aspect of it. It's teaching them the wrong way to be yeah. social. And at the same time, I've also known it allows them to be kids for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. You know, my sister made a comment about how you're 
your sixth, seventh, and eighth graders look so young. And I'm like, well, they are young. She's like, no, but like at least our sixth, seventh, and eighth graders look like little adults. Our yours look like kids. And I'm it took everything in me to not be like, they are kids. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> Stop making. That's, we don't want them to be little I adults. I know. <laughs> and we went clothes, school clothes shopping, mm. and she's trying to pick out, you know, helping things with Mila and picking out things that I am not okay with, things that are just a little more grown. I mean, they're for Mila's size, but they're just a little more yeah. grown. Yeah. And I, you know, I tried telling her, or I picked out a little pink skirt and told Mila that she could wear the pink shirt that she was wearing with it. And Gigi was my sister. That's her name. She was like, yeah, that's too much pink. You can't do that. I said, an eight-year-old can wear pink on pink. <laughs> you maybe not, but an eight-year-old can. And we're going to keep her eight as long as possible. Let me so, show you this fashion trend blog on Instagram. Right? And that's the thing. <laughs> that I'm, They're just getting inundated with all this stuff that's too big for them mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. You know, just fashion and makeup and hair and everything that you're supposed to look like. But what they're not taking into account is these are adults. These are 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds. They are legal. Yeah. You are not. You can't even drive. Like. Let's let's come back down to to your age. It's okay to be fifteen and just be fifteen. Yeah, and I mean that's part of the brain thing too. You know how their brains are still developing at that age. Yeah. If that's what they're putting in, that's how their brains are developing. Yeah. That's how they're learning to think. Yeah. And then once that becomes kind of solidified in their mind, it's going to be hard to overcome that. Yeah. Growing up. Yep. Um. That's why I think. I think our generation. You're, you and me in the in the zennial segment uh, who saw the rising of social media and were, was able you know were the first people to get involved in it but then are now starting to take a step back yeah. from it I think that we had the the perfect timeline in order to experience social media yeah. as it is uh, to not be overrun by it now I'm sure there's plenty of our generation that are still overrun by it. But uh, we have been able to see it from the inception and how it's happened and how it's been affecting society. And I honestly, I want to say that because of that, there's going to be a decline in social media. Yeah. And I'm realizing that's not going to be the case. Yeah. Uh, we're going to see certain forms of it decline, like mm-hmm. Facebook. That's already starting to decline in in younger users, like you know, kids your age don't want to get on Facebook. Yeah. They want to be on Instagram and TikTok and whatever. I don't even really know what TikTok is. Oh my gosh, don't. Waste I've tried your time. to have somebody explain it to me and it just, but whatever. It's getting to that point. I remember growing up saying, you know, I'm never going to be the guy that's out of touch with technology and what's popular and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, nope, I'm there. Yeah. I, I don't know what TikTok is and I don't care to know. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> Don't want to get involved. I don't want to try and set up a back row radio TikTok account. No, no don't want to do that. Mm-mm. So it's 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 such a strange situation. But I think because we were in the position that we were, we had the ability to see, okay, yeah, this was fun. But we shouldn't let it be such a high priority in our life because that starts to make things more and more difficult right. for, for life. Yeah. Uh, it's a great tool. It should not be an aspect of our personality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, I hardly post on actual Facebook. 
or actual Instagram, like my personal wall. I hardly ever do anything like that ever more. It's all networking and work stuff. That's all that I do is, you know, the the funny things in the Facebook group, uh, the updates for Backwood Radio. Mm -hmm. That's essentially it. Yeah. Make some memes just because it's fun to make memes. And that's as... That's as socially woke as I am. These days. I'm not even using that word right, but it sounded right to me. <laughs> what? The no, what? That's not how. That's not accurate. Dang oh. it! I'm never gonna know. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, but this article goes on to say that it would. What we want is we want our identity to be found in Christ, and that. It should be taken, taking the focus off of us and onto him. Hence, the more we focus on him, the less we worry about us and our uh, self-image based on social media. Uh, too much tech time is linked to depression, and it always has been, even long before social media. Heavy users of digital media over two hours a day are twice as likely to be depressed as light users. Sleep depri- deprivation, which is one of, one of the things we talked about as a key issue in, among youth with phones, is uh, increases anxiety and depression. Teens are four times as likely to be depressed when they are sleep deprived. And then when we are given the opportunity to emphasize and or serve others, we become less focused on self. So those are kind of ways that we want to, uh, or things that we want to look at as how we can start to build up our kids' self-esteem again if they have low self-esteem brought on by the overuse of social media and phones. So we're going to talk about that a little more coming up in our third hour. We're actually going to dive into that uh, ways that we can help counteract this problem. Uh, But for now, we are going to jump back into music. We're going to kick off this next hour again with uh, a triple scoop of a little bit harder, a little bit heavier Christian rock. Uh, And then kick into our normal mix until the top of the next hour. We hope you'll stick around and finish out this discussion with us. Hey, have you heard? We're so glad that you're listening to the Backroom Morning Show in its podcast form. But we hear there's actually an entire radio station that plays some amazing Christian music throughout the show and all day long. We've heard, and now you have too. Join us at BackRowRadio.com and stream online, or download our free app for iPhone and Android. Backrow Radio, Christian music in every flavor. show here on this Monday morning. We're glad to have you with us. And we are in our third hour and we are jumping back into our discussion on 
teens' self-esteem and their screens. Ooh. Ah, let's see. Where were we? I lost my whole show prep here. Okay. Oh, gosh. So, <laughs> so after our discussion, kind of the initial problem and, and uh, how we can see that radiating out, we are talking about four ways to help build your kid's self-esteem back up. Uh, so number one, the first issue, obviously, would be limit screen time. Uh, going back to the story that we shared earlier about Christina, uh, she said when Christina spends three to five hours a day soaking in social media, she often begins to feel sad that she doesn't have what many of the people she follows have. You know, Megan has a new puppy. I don't have a new puppy. Joseph just moved to a brand new house with a pool. I don't have a pool. Taylor is at the lake with her friends laying in a bikini. I wish I looked that good in a bikini. That's going to be the sound clip that goes out me saying... I wish I I looked that good in a bikini. The more Christina soaks in the images of other uh, others' posts, uh, the more Christina believes she needs these perceived realities to be uh, happy herself. But social media can also portray many risky behaviors like substance abuse, sexual behaviors, self-injury, or eating disorders. Uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics notes that peer viewers of such content may see these behaviors as normative and desirable. Uh, so it's no surprise that the AAP suggests families limit hours of media use each day, recommending no devices in the bedroom at night, which that's something y'all do, right? It you is. Take them away. I mean, yep. still, they don't have social media, but you take the phone away mm-hmm. at night anyway, so they don't get distracted by it and stay up late with it. Yep. Uh, and encouraging media-free times together as families, which leads uh, to the next strategy as well, which we'll talk about in a minute. But, yeah, have you seen... There was a there was an ad for a device that your kids had to, like, put their phone in, and they would kind of lock the phone in there, mm-hmm. and the parents would give it... give time when that could be unlocked and yes. used and open. I'm like, that's pretty smart. I mean, eventually the teenager would just break the thing open. But that, that's the thing. Um, I and maybe I'm old-fashioned in this way, but I really just want to be able to take my kid's phone and set it next to my side of the bed and expect that that's where it's going to stay. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, I kill you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you snuck in and took it, you're gonna not have one anymore. We're yeah. We're gonna break it in half, and yeah, you can have that. You can right. have the two halves of a phone. Right. Have fun with that. We can uh, we can see how how good of a target a cell phone makes. <laughs> have you watched any video? Well, no, you said YouTube's the devil, so you don't watch YouTube. Yeah, YouTube is the devil. Uh, have you ever watched any of the videos of parents losing it and just destroying their kids' electronics, either their phone or the Xbox or something like that? No. Like there? I mean, at, on the one hand, you're like, man, this guy needs to calm down. On the other hand, you're like, but man, that would feel so good. <laughs> Listen, for all all our listeners out there who might be struggling with this, or you may at one point struggle with this, I just want to tell you, it feels good for half a second. Yeah. But then you live with like days worth of guilt and remorse. And I've never destroyed anything electronic. Right. I've never actually destroyed anything of my children's because let's be fair, my children have nothing. It's all mine. I've bought it all. So like <laughs> I just don't see it's the truth. No, you're reminding me of something that happened with Elijah. Finish your thing, Bruce. But it you know, it's just like 
That would be such a double-edged sword to... I'm just shooting myself in the foot because yeah. I have now broke something that I paid for. And eventually, <laughs> let's be honest, eventually we're going to replace it and mm. I'm going to be paying for it again. Yeah, so, absolutely. But I have had those moments of rage. Just recently had one of those moments of rage. It's been a long time since I had a rage moment <laughs> and then had it about a week ago. And had that whole like, yeah, that felt good for all of two seconds and then get in the car and I'm like, you suck. You are the worst person ever on the face of the planet. Like, (laughs) ah. So just don't take a minute to breathe. (laughs) Don't fall victim to your rage. You said the whole, let's be honest, everything is is mine. It's not theirs. Yeah. Um, Eli's having to learn that lesson recently uh because we give him we have one of daedra's old old cell phones we Mm. have it set up with kids shell or whatever and it's just got some games on it and so we let him play with those games every now and then um well the other day i woke up and he was already awake and he was in the living room and he was playing on his phone and normally we don't do that in the morning you know we save that for at least a little later on in the day um and so i said i said very politely you know i wasn't being mean about it or anything i said finish up that round uh, but then we're gonna put the phone down and we're gonna have breakfast and his response was very a uh, very rude well it's my phone <laughs> and i walked right over there and i snatched it right out of his hand i said let me tell you something pal <laughs> nothing in this house is yours even if we call it yours even your room which we say is elijah's room it's all mine and your mom's, okay? <laughs> we can take it all up anytime we want, and you can't say a single word about it. We can make you sleep in the backyard. We won't, but we could. You need to know that. Right? <laughs> I, I feel like sometimes kids need that, like, uh, whoa, that dose of reality. Right. Like, okay, all right, I, I see you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, smart alecky kid shoot where'd he learn it from (laughs) hmm i wonder oh man all right number two on the list (laughs) suggest a media fast uh last year researchers conducted a study about young people and their devices and were surprised to discover almost 70 percent of 13 to 18 year olds said that they would like to spend more time socializing face to face rather than online uh, so why not challenge them? Do you think that we could go a day without any digital media? Do you think we could go a week? Uh, don't just challenge them, but join them. Do it yourself. Throw in a little bit of motivation if you must. Throw a uh, throw a hundo on the table. Say a hundred bucks to the person in this family who can last the longest without entertainment media this month. <laughs> uh, Chris, Chris or Cannon would get it. Really? Like... <laughs> They are social media camels. <laughs> they like they just don't care. They'd be like, "Okay, fine, take my phone. I don't need it. I'm good without it." That totally. Yeah. But you know what makes me most sad about that is, kids want to be social. If so, if we were going to do like a social media fast, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. But let's make it somehow where it like, it's nationwide. Yeah. Everybody has to fast because they want to. And they have a thirst for it, a desire for it. But in order to remain social, and I'm using that term very loosely, 
in order to remain social with their friends, they have to have their phone because mm-hmm. that's how everyone else that's how is. Everyone else is social, yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's almost, I'm going to say it again, it's a double-edged sword because you take their phone in order for them to be social, actually face-to-face social, but no one else is being face-to-face social. So now they're not only not being social over the phone, but not face-to-face either. And No, they're hermits. You know? <laughs> they're the hermit kid. Yeah. It's def- definitely difficult. Yeah. Um, the next one is to remind your kids who they are. Um, this is a list of four ways to build your kids' kids' self-esteem. Uh, remind your kids who they are. Have you talked to your kids about their identity in Christ? Uh, wouldn't it be cool if kids understood not only how valuable they are to God, but who they are in Christ? Um, if your kids put their faith in Jesus, then they don't have to get caught up in the self version of self-esteem because that's the world's thinking self is just uh focusing on you while we should be crucified with christ it's no longer i who live but christ who lives in me uh interesting enough when kids spend excessive time plugging into their entertainment media they'll hear plenty of distracting messages about who they are and what uh where happiness comes from popularity good looks instant gratification the best way to counter these lies is to be proactive about teaching them the biblical truth uh, Colossians 3, 3 and 4 says, Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ and God. Um, one of the most effective ways to help kids engage in meaningful conversations about their identity is often through music. Young people love music, and many songs provoke feelings about self. Uh, we can use these songs to point them to God's words. Um in fact, this website that we're, that we're getting this from, the source for number four, uh, parents.com, actually provides free music discussions complete with scripture and three questions to ask your kids in the car based on certain popular songs. Uh, and not necessarily just Christian songs. You know, it's got like You Say by Lauren Daigle. It's also got uh, Me by Taylor Swift, Scars to Your Beautiful by Alyssa Cara. Uh, Alessa, Alessia, Alessia Cara. I never knew how to pronounce her name. I don't even know who that is. Um, But that could be a great way to tie in what they're already listening to, to Mm -hmm. the actual positive message. Um, The the idea that they're trying to get across, they use from a David Crowder song here, which is, you make everything glorious and I am yours. What does that make me? Mm -hmm. You know, springboard off of that. Uh, when kids begin to recognize their identity in Christ, they tend to become aware of their strengths or giftedness. And if you want to see your kid really shine, the number four, give your kids an opportunity to use their strengths and their gifts. Um, it's an interesting time that we live in mm-hmm. currently. Because uh, on the one hand, teenagers have uh, never been more inundated with messages like, you know, you do you, you live your truth, you got to do what's best for you. You, you know, you so, do you, boo. Self, self, you do you, boo, boo. Okay. Uh, self-centeredness 101, essentially, is what, we, what we're teaching our teenagers. Living your best life. <laughs> hey, you're the one that went to the Joe Holstein well just now. Just want to make that a record. That, that, <laughs> she gets on to me sometimes about being... Overly uh, heavy-handed on Joel Osteen. That that <laughs> line 
is very thin. Mm-hmm. You know? And mm-hmm. it's just... And that phrase itself has transcended just that book and his his quote-unquote ministry yeah to becoming a thing of live your best life now yeah I mean, that's that's a charge and it's not religiously motivated at all yeah uh at that point it's yeah it's all this is our life this is our best life uh i want everything that i want and that's how i get my best life yeah <laughs> Yep. And if I don't have everything that everybody else has, if I'm not doing everything that everybody else is doing, then I must not be living my best life. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have all that. We have all the self-centeredness going on. At the same time, uh, teenagers have been raised uh, earning hours as a volunteer or following celebrities who want to give back, uh, help, you know, endangered animals, help homeless, whatever. You know, just this whole situation with uh, celebrity, charity, make a wish, all that kind of stuff. That's been very prevalent in the last few years as mm-hmm. well. And that becomes kind of an interesting byproduct of this social media culture is that a lot of kids also want to make an impact, even if that's just to post a picture on Instagram of them doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, give your give your kids opportunities to serve like Christ served. Take your family to a homeless shelter or join with your church or other families and organize a neighborhood cleanup day, uh, some you know, a coat collection thing where you give out coats in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, when kids are given the opportunity to help others, they typically experience empathy, which is something that's so it's such a rare commodity these days. Empathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking like somebody else, feeling somebody, how someone else would feel uh, in shoes that you don't normally walk in. Highly empathetic people report greater self-esteem and a deeper sense of purpose than those who report lower levels of empathy. Uh, but more than that, serving like Christ builds your identity in Christ. Service opportunities open uh, another door that helps kids' self-esteem. And see, that's we talked about this in Celebrate Recovery a couple weeks ago, and the problem with self-esteem and self-gratification and, and uh, self-help is that despite the fact they're all things that we need, we can't give those to ourself. Yeah. We say self as in we hope we can accomplish that, but that's not something that we can get from ourselves. That's something that we get uh, from outward sources, and those outward sources mainly just need to be God and Jesus. You know, it needs to come from our faith and our response to our faith. Mm -hmm. That's where those things build up. uh, The clearest, the easiest, and the most uncompromised. And when we are slacking in that area, uh, obviously that's going to have an effect on our emotional states, on our uh, mental state. And as teenagers, especially young ones who are... uh, have no choice but to be young in Christ if they're believers because uh, they haven't been around all that long. Uh, that's that's an area that we as adults really need to come alongside them and help them learn how to do, how to accomplish, uh, to grow in Christ. And, of course, to do that, we need to have been able to go through that as well and get to that point where we realize where that comes from, self-esteem, self-gratification, all that actually comes from helping others and not the self. Um. So, yeah, diving into that, I don't know if it's just 
our area where we're at. But I feel like lately, less and less people are getting involved in church volunteer stuff and and helping the community and all that kind of stuff. I feel like it's happening even less and less than it had been. You know, we had I think we talked about this before. I don't know if it was with you or if it's one of the guest hosts, but the idea of uh, 10% of the people doing 90% of the work in the church or whatever, mm-hmm. I feel like that's lessening and lessening to like 5% of people. Yeah. Are heading up most of the stuff, which includes all the outreaches and all the mm-hmm. uh, community events and stuff like that. And it's getting to the point where we're getting too focused on ourselves and not outwardly focused at all. We we put ourselves in our own little personal bubble or even our own like family bubble. And, you know, I'm as guilty as, at this as, as anybody, especially with no. the family aspect. Uh, but, but we get comfortable there and we don't ever want to get out of that. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the main reasons I've not let myself quit Celebrate Recovery <laughs> because I feel like that's the one thing I'm at least knowledgeable enough that I feel comfortable doing. Um, but it's... it's uh, you just stuck your foot in your mouth. You just stuck your foot in your mouth. How? Okay. So this is actually like a big... I want you to know that you opened up this door for conversation. Okay. <laughs> this is a big struggle of mine with a lot of people. And you hear... You know, you ask for help in certain areas of the church and you hear the response. Oh, I just... I, I don't know. I don't think that I know much about it. I couldn't help. I don't know. Yeah. You know. Um lies like liar if we could call them out here's the thing you don't need to know a whole lot about vbs to help with vbs you don't need to know a whole lot about helping in the kitchen to help in the kitchen right you know what i mean and yeah no you're absolutely right okay but i'm i believe that most people who use that excuse genuinely believe that they do Okay. Because I don't think it's necessarily always just a cop out. Uh, I mean, it is a cop out if I they're totally not willing, think it's if a they're cop not willing out. to try. Sure, <laughs> yes. But I mean, if they're actually saying, "Yeah, I don't really know a lot about that." Sure. That's... If I'm asking someone to lead something, sure. Yeah. sure. But if I'm saying, "Hey, we need more hands on deck. We need more, more bodies, more willing and able people." Uh, yeah, I just well, don't know a whole more, lot about that's that. Even more terrifying. Because now they, they're walking into the unknown. They have no idea what you want them to do. <laughs> Just be there. No, that's not because that's not what's going to happen. You're like, okay, you stand right there and you just be. And that's what you're going to do all night. That's not what they're going to wind up doing. They're going to have a job. And they're, now sure, they don't they're going to have a job. job oh, my goodness. Here, So here's the thing. I guess I just grew up with parents that were like, it doesn't matter what we're doing or where we're going. We're yeah. going to be at the church and we're going to help however sure. we can. Yeah. And so that's just the mindset that I grew up with and, and very much the mindset that I have now. Uh, and I'm absolutely do I, not, do I'm you not think, saying that you're wrong in this matter. Right. Do you think that I ever wanted to be the hot wing judge for the hot wing challenge? No. So proud of you. Not even a little bit. But there was a need. I was an able body. You weren't afterwards. I was willing. <laughs> afterwards, you were not an able body anymore. I'm your still body, living. It didn't your, kill me. Your body was in revolt for it, several hours. It hurt me a little bit. 
at the same time, I just, I'm very over the top with this mindset of, you know, God gave his only son and Christ gave his life. Mm-hmm. Like, I can give of myself for a couple of hours, even if I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's going to make me a little bit uncomfortable. So we were ta- you were talking about self-help and self-esteem and, you know, mm-hmm. and it just got me thinking the difference within our generation and my children's generation. And they are so focused on self, whereas I feel like our generation was so much the opposite. We were, we were kind of taught to be empathetic and put others above ourselves and never put yourself first, you know? And so for us, it's a completely different struggle to make those things a priority. Self-help is okay. Self-esteem is a good thing. You're not being vain. You're not being conceited. If you have self-esteem, that is a good thing to make time for yourself, to make sure that you are mentally healthy, physically healthy. Self-help is okay. So there's got to be that fine line between our generation and my kids' generation where there's that even balance of, yes, take care of self. Yes, make sure you are healthy and you are good. and But also, we are taking care of self. We are taking care of the in so we can give to the out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that we are then being empathetic and kind and loving because yeah. let, you can't truly give of yourself until you yourself are okay absolutely you are 100 percent correct and uh don't know how we got there but yeah well no i mean that's still that's, <laughs> that does wrap up to exactly what we were talking about at the end there is is uh in in effort to build up our self-esteem it's got to be number one with purpose and not just about getting things mm-hmm. and looking better and stuff like that and number two, it's it's got to make us want to extend that uh, right. outwardly. Yeah, so per- absolutely, perfectly yeah. uh, summed up. So, yeah, that is our discussion. Uh, again, this came from the Source for Parents, which is the source, the number four, parents.com. Uh, the, the article was called Building the Self-Esteem of Generation Screen by Jonathan McKee. Uh, go check that out. There's a whole lot more to that article. Uh, we just kind of scratched the main points, uh, but there's a lot more into it. Uh, and it'd be an interesting read. Uh, certainly was for us. Uh, before we end out this hour, let's give you a quick radio update. Today, you're going to hear some, uh, starting today, you're going to hear some new music from Skillet. Their new album finally dropped, uh, Victorious. I'm very excited about it. I haven't heard it all just yet, but woo, I'm ready. Uh, 10th Avenue North uh, drops the new music. Zach Williams dropped the new single. Uh, a lot more of that coming up as well. Uh, last week we added a few songs from NF's The Search. We're probably adding a few more today uh, as well. Uh, stayed up the whole the whole night that it came out. Listened to the whole thing uh, on YouTube. Ooh. Matt's a true it's a fan. good album. I am. I am. <laughs> a really good album. Uh, again, if uh, you still haven't caught on, we are in new podcast hosting territory. Uh Long story short, our old host was kind of dropping the ball lately to the point where we felt we needed to move. And in uh, one last act of dropping the ball, they screwed up our move and then deleted all of our stuff. And so we couldn't use the same RSS feed anymore. And that messed up our iTunes and everywhere else that was 
aggregating our content. So we have been working really hard to get that fixed on iTunes. It might be fixed as of now. Uh, we finally were able to get in touch with them and get some stuff figured out and they were working on it and looking into things. So hopefully by now it's already been fixed on iTunes and you can now find us again there. You might have to resubscribe. I'm not sure if they were able to combine us with the old, uh, the old page or not. Uh, but all of our stuff should be there, including all the back uh, episodes of the show. Uh, but of course you can find us on Spotify now, which you couldn't before. And you can find us on Podbean. And uh, also on YouTube, you can listen to us over there as well. Our, our podcast gets transmitted into an uh, audio-video situation over there. Uh, not actual video, just a screen with our logo on it. <laughs> <laughs> but you can still listen to it. Uh, another thing going on on YouTube, which we started out last Friday and just kind of testing the waters, is we started a... Back row reacts video. Moden might not even know about this. I, don't know if I he do saw it know about Did you it. See it. Okay. Hi. Uh, it's it's already actually got quite a few views on YouTube, which I was surprised. And I don't think many of them are from the radio station. What? People that we know. Um, yeah, we 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 started the okay. reaction thing. I, I reacted to NF's latest video, which I did save for this event. Uh, his latest video, which was for uh, Leave Me Alone. Uh, the next chapter in his autobiographical songs and uh, I reacted to it as it was playing and then I did kind of a lyrical analysis after that about you know what he was saying and what the video was kind of representing uh, I thought it came out pretty good and I've had nothing but positive feedback so far so uh, I'm gonna try a few more this week I'm gonna try a new video I haven't picked yet uh, but I'm also gonna do like a throwback video Ooh. And react to, I think, some 90s DC Talk videos. Just a couple right after the other. Just a, like a little brick of three or four of them. What? I think that would be fun. That would be fun. Diving back into those classic stuff. So yeah, look for that this week. Maybe even, I might have even posted one today. I don't know. We'll see. Because we're recording this on Saturday. So I don't know what we're doing on Monday. We, but. we, we can't really see into the future yet. We're working on that. But yeah, maybe today, maybe Wednesday, maybe Friday again. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. As long as y'all are reacting to it, then we'll keep reacting to that. Um, tried to do some wordplay and it just sounded dumb. Sorry about that. Hey, stick around. <laughs> That's how the show ends right there. Uh, sounds stupid. Come back. We'll be back soon to close out the show. Uh, why don't wow. you ever stop me from talking, though? What am I supposed to say? <laughs> Shut up, Matt. Backrow Radio is a commercial-free ministry that is partially funded by our Patreon donors. If you like what we do here at Backrow Radio and you'd like to support us financially, please visit patreon.com slash backrowradio. back to the back row morning show as we close out the show for the day we got your bible verse and thought bible verse for the day is psalm 119 130 the revelation of your words brings light and gives understanding to the inexperienced and our thought for the day comes from charles f stanley 
Your experience of God's faithfulness and fulfilled promises from his word can be used to encourage someone else. Thank you for joining us today. We're here every Monday through Thursday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. Our podcast, again, is available at backrowradio.com. You can find us on Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, and hopefully by now, iTunes again. And are you done over there? Yeah. Be sure to follow us on also, Facebook. Also, I gotta know. <laughs> follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio, and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community where Matt doesn't have quite so much of a voice at Back Row Baptist Church by going to brbchurch.com. <laughs> That's it for today's show, Mo. What's the final word? Matt's a rambling man. <laughs> I was born. Uh, yeah. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.